Recruit Jake and the crew at Edwards and Smith Buyers Agents. Visit edwardsandsmith.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast with Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Yeah, hello. Welcome to another week of Saturdays in the Southeast. Well, it's chilly, it's cold. Uh, welcome to the show. Jason Matthews, Jake Edwards here. Uh, hello to our listeners through SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy and all those, and those uh, listening through SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast. How are you uh, going anyway? I'm good. How, How are you going? Yeah, where are you up to tomorrow? Uh, today. Oh, today, sorry. Today, I mean, Bali. Yeah. Bali. Yeah. Just a little trip. That's warm up, mate. Got a warm up. How about the last couple of mornings? It's been bloody freezing. It is freezing, but those middays, blue oh, skies. Yeah. I look at my friends down in Victoria and I just laugh. At the <laughs> well, rain. because they're Victorian. Or... Well, a bit of both, yeah. <laughs> I can say that now. I've been here long enough now. Yeah, I'm a you're local. a Queenslander. It is a big weekend, uh, obviously, around the southeast. It's a big show. Welcome to Saturdays in the southeast. Kick Property Girls with Edwards and Smith Buyers Agents. How are you going? You kicking goals? It's been a busy couple of months. It's been quiet the last couple of weeks, Jace, but coming to the end of financial year, generally that's what happens. But we're expecting a big July, August. Are you? Yeah, we really are. Yeah, yeah there's, there's plenty of buyers around. Just get some encouragement. People want to start start listing and start selling. Had that interest? Has there been an impact from that interest rate rise last week? Nothing at all. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I seen one maybe the second, like a couple of months ago. It was a mm. little bit, but mm. yeah, nothing off the back of the last one. Yeah, it's crazy, mm. isn't it? Um, of course, this is a show for everyone. We have tips, tricks, and some footy. You'll hear what's happening in the southeast. Um, health and wealth is important to us. When we say health and wealth, we're not talking about money in your pocket all the time. And health, we talk about mental, physical. Uh, the physical bit, I can't actually contribute to. Uh, the health, the, the the mental, probably can't even help. That's your job. Uh, how'd you go footy last week? Morningside, you, you play for? No. No, no. Cooperoo. No. Cooperoo. Yeah, the sorry. Kings. Yeah, no, we're going good. We still haven't lost a game. And you kicked four? Kicked four, yeah, kicked four. So uh, I'm, are you a, a leading forward or are you an overhead specky? No, nah, I'm very not. I can't jump like I used to. I'm right. very much a leading forward. If I, I need space between me and my defender to have a, a decent right. crack at marking So the ball. you're good on slow defenders. Good on slow <laughs> defenders. Good on slow and old defenders. <laughs> You'd be good on me. Yeah. You'd kick a bag <laughs> on me. Uh, we're going to talk uh, AFL and AFLW player manager Bella Freeman. Uh, is joining us now. You're telling me there's possibly some trouble coming for the AFLW. Mm. Well, not the the AFL because the AFLW players aren't happy. They're not happy. They still haven't come to terms on their CBA just yet. In regards to the fixture, it was supposed to be 13 rounds. Now they want 10, but they want to work towards having 17 in a couple of years' time. So there's still a big gap between, I guess, the AFLPA, if you call it, and the AFL on coming to agreement. And there's talks of strikes. So we'll chat with Bella. Um, being inside the industry and what's as a playman, I'm going to ask a question here, and and I was talking about this with some friends, and we are of the same belief, and I'm talking females as well, not just males. So it's not a sexist opinion, mm. but are the AFLW in the position to say we're going to go on strike when it's still a fairly new competition, and there's still a lot of growth in the game, and there's still a lot of stuff to be achieved because. You know, you look back at the men, it took 50, 60 years mm. to become professional. And your grandfather and your dad played AFL. They wouldn't have, but they would have been semi-pro. No, In fact, your grandfather would. They're part-time plumbers. Part-time plumbers, right? Mm. And, and, and I'm all for the game to be pro and for players in all codes of all sexes to earn as much money as they can. But isn't this, guy, isn't this 
part of AFL still in growth stage yet? Yeah, it is. And I think that's the the concern right now, isn't it? Like we're supposed to be moving forward with a women's game year on year with fixture after fixture, but now it seems we're coming backwards. Who pays for it? Well, that's right. So that's the big question. Um, yeah, it's a great question you asked, Jason. I'm sure Bella will have a little bit more insight as to why financially, logistically, where the challenges lay and where the game's going to be the next couple of years because, yeah, it's my grandfather and my father mentioned we're part-time plumbers and during that 70s and 80s, it was very much still a part-time job was playing VFL football and there has been a fast progression very, very quickly from when women's footy came into play at a professional level to where they are now. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. But you look at other codes, like we are talking about off air before, the NRL, W. Yep, yep. Um, the NRL the W is state of origin, right? I mean, NRL mm. has grown so much, and mm. not just off the field, but on the field. Yeah. You know, the, the girls throw – I reckon it's such a refreshing competition. The girls throw everything into it. There's none of that professional wrestling that the men do, and it's, it's just good, hard footy, right? Um, they're earning as much now as the men at State of Origin time. So an NRL men's play gets $30,000 match payment per State of Origin game. Mm. The women do as well now. But that's not something you get overnight. At the end of the day, what, what what pays the bills for players is eyes watching the screens at home and getting to the, to the and games. listening. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to find out whether Bella even knows what information that is as to is the game in a better position because women are now playing the sport, which you'd probably arguably say yes. Um, but from a financial point of view, what does that mean for them moving forward and who's who's footing that bill because it's a huge expense. Absolutely. To and, and get from here to here very quickly. And the other thing is, what is the return on investment for advertisers who pour their you know, their money into it? And I know companies like Commonwealth Bank and all that support women's sport, yep. particularly around cricket as well. And and what are the broadcasters getting as a return on investment? You know, And, the, and then, then the money flows with that. So I don't know. I look at it as an outsider. And I don't know a lot about AFLW, um, but I think it's still a sporting growth mode. And yeah, and it, it has to be. It has it to be. Yeah, it yeah, is. It I is. mean, so's the yeah. NRLW. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll see how that goes. We'll talk to Bella about she'll be able to enlighten us about that. We'll also have a chat to One Way founder, Grant Trebleco. Now, this is really interesting, and, and, and Daddy Vass Cohen, our producer, put us onto this, and I think it's brilliant. I can't wait to have a chat to him. Mm. Um, he started a program, I won't say charity, but a program where it called One Wave, and what they do is surfers – Around the globe now. Um, 50 countries. Yeah, get out in the surf one day a week. They wear high-vis so other surfers know what they're doing out there. And they just sit there and they talk to each other. And they try and help each other through any difficult times they're going through mentally, socially, whatever it is. I think it's a wonderful foundation. And I think what a great thing for Southeast Queens. And we love a surf. We love getting out on our boards. Um, they do it at Green Mount every Saturday. Um, hopefully we can get something further up the coast and even the Sunshine Coast might be worth doing as well. So we'll have a chat to him about that. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And why he started that. Mm. There must be a program. story behind it. Like most charities or great programs that are started, there's a reason behind it. And I believe Grant has a has a terrific one as well. So looking forward to having a chat. It's a great initiative. And we spoke about this many weeks ago about the importance of creating that environment for your mates. And a lot of time it's not sitting you know, in a cafe or, you know, something a little bit more formal, but getting it on your boards at the back of the set, having a chat. Mate, know, with nature. How good is that? Yeah, beautiful. Just, as long as you're not too close to some nature, 
in terms of sharks. sharks. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't want that. <laughs> but it's uh, it's a great uh, great initiative. That's the only reason I haven't become a surfer. Yeah, it's well, the it. fact that I'm too fat to stand up on a board. <laughs> but the other thing, <laughs> you know, I've got dodgy knees. But the other thing is, it's just I'm scared of sharks. Yeah, it's it freaks me out too. Like I'm all for the surf and the beach, but I won't go out any further than over my head. Oh, won't you? No, Jeez, just... you're not getting big waves that, are you? <laughs> Do you surf? No. Don't no. you? No. no, I don't surf. No. But you look for any opportunity to get your top off. Absolutely, just any opportunity. Out. So you would have yeah. been out there about five o'clock this morning. Yeah, no, not not quite, mate. <laughs> hey, the other thing too, uh, Brisbane and Gold Coast property markets. You're going to fill us in what's going on around there. It is the mm. hottest <clears> thing. In money at the moment is what the hell's going on with the property market, and we'll have a chat about that as well. I mean, we've just touched on about the interest rates and stuff like that, but we've got plenty to get through. We've only got one hour to do it all in as well. This is Saturday's In the Southeast Kick Property Goals with Edwards and Smith Buyers Agents on SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy, 1620 on the Goldie, and of course through the SEN app. You know where to get it. Up next, Bella Freeman joins us in studio here on Saturdays in the Southeast. Recruit Jake and the crew at Edwards and Smith Buyers Agents. Visit edwardsandsmith.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. NAB AFL Auskick is back. Register at play.afl slash Auskick. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Yeah, SENQ, 6.93am in Brizzy. Uh, where are we on? 16.20 on the Gold Coast. And, <laughs> I think and, you know by now. And you can get it uh, from Google Play uh, on SEN app, by the way. Download the SEN. Have, have a listen. Um, uh, what is it on iTunes? Uh, Apple Store. Apple Store. Yeah. So I have an Android phone. <laughs> Let's ask our guest in the studio, Bella Freeman, who's an AFLW player manager, plus other sports as well. Are you are you Android or Apple? Apple for sure. Yeah, she is. Oh, yep. Apple for sure. Keep you it snobs. easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome. Uh, big topic at the moment, Jake, around the AFLW. It is a big topic. Now, Bella, give us a little bit more of an insight. What's going on? There's talks of strikes happening. You know, the CBA has not been sorted through, and now they've gone from 13 rounds back to 10, but they want 17. What's going wrong, mate? Yeah, I don't know if we're um, we're going to end up with a strike. I hope not. But I guess it's a bit of a period now where we're trying to work out what what the next few years looks like for the the whole program. They've um, yeah, obviously a lot of growth really quickly with the four expansion co- clubs coming in last year. So where it's kind of the reset. All right, what are the next you know four or five years look like for the for the players and the whole competition? I guess um, probably yeah, trying to work out. You know, is is it uh, a, you know more games, more more rounds, more players? Um, I think we just want to make sure that every player is getting more opportunity, and we're just supporting that. So, what do the players want? They do they want, they want they just, seventeen rounds or thirteen rounds? What what do they want? They they probably want to play twenty two rounds, I reckon. Right. But obviously, understanding that you can't get there straight away, so I reckon. Probably 12 or 13 would be the next step. I think as long as we see growth, we're happy. Um, but, yeah, at the moment it's probably looking like, who knows, we wait and see in, I hope, July or August. And what sort of pay increase are they looking for? I reckon, you know, 5% across the board. I guess AFLW players are getting paid in tiers. So whether it moves to an open salary cap in a few years, I don't know. We'll have to make sure that clubs can manage that but I think as long as it's you know maybe 10,000 per tier 
they're increasing, then we're seeing some kind of growth in that across the next few years. So just help educate everyone listening, uh, Bella, what are those tiers and what, 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 if you fall into tier one, what does that mean and why? Yeah, so I guess every um, every AFLW club has a cap on how many players they can have in certain tiers. There are four tiers, number one being um, obviously the highest paid tier at 71K, I think, and then um, your tier four being your lowest paid player um, at about 39000 at the moment. So obviously the club where they value you and um, how much you're being paid is where you probably sit. So yeah. so the club decides what tier you fall into based on your ability. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. Oh, yeah. One thing that I hear come up a lot, and, and, and I think this as well, is it whilst this game, while the AFLW is still in growth mode, you know, it's, it's still pretty much at an embryo stage, is it too early? For these demands, um, and and you know, I know the men we talked about it. You know, 50, 60 years in rugby league, NAFL, they were they didn't get paid or they'll semi-pro. Um, is this too early? Do you think for the AFLW players? I know you're a player manager, so you're probably going to say no. But um, is there compromise there? The girls understand that the game's still in growth mode. You still need to get the advertisers. You still need to get the radio and television ratings. Yeah, definitely. I think. Obviously, you look at female sport as a whole, and we were just talking before about, you know, cricket and all the other sports and how they're progressing. And there's obviously a lot of money actually being put into female sport, which is great. Um, in saying that, players understand it is it is a growth model and you can't have everything all at once. I think, you know, the journey to being a full-time athlete at 2026 is probably a good and relative, relative goal. Yeah, that's fair. So. Yeah. As long as, like I said earlier, we're on the progression to getting there, we understand it's not going to happen straight away. But as long as we can see some kind of growth, um, I think it's not too early to go hard and, you know, have a bit of have it, make it a full time sport in in three or four years. Yeah, fair. You're having conversations with AFL women players and other female players in sport every day. I'm, I'm assuming. What are some of the biggest conversations you're having? So highlighting the biggest challenges that they're facing right now. Yeah, I think probably because it is in that period where it's like, well, look, full time's not too far away, but still need to work my nine to five. But, you know, AFL, a lot of AFLW clubs now have gone into, you know, one day a week, they're doing a day session. So they're out on the track probably with the boys or just after the boys having a run in the sun, which is hasn't been the case for the last um, few years. So now it's kind of like, okay, I need to have my career outside of footy because footy can't pay for everything and cover everything. But also, like, the demands are just getting higher and higher. And, you know, if you're a professional athlete, you want to win games of footy and you want to win a premiership. And to do that, you have to put more hours in, do your extra craft sessions. So I think the main thing at the moment is just, all right, like, let's have that footy life balance right and as best we can. But at the same time, you know, keeping your outside of footy stuff on track and so you're ready to go once you you finished your career. But, yeah, that's probably the, the teething issue at the moment. It's just let's get enough footy but also mm. try and... It's, it's, it's challenging, isn't it? I think the best way for our listeners to understand, because majority are going to be men who are listening to the yeah, show absolutely. that are probably a bit yeah. old school, yeah. you know, yeah. and, you know, they're all probably quite critical of the development of the sport and so forth. But... I try and put in perspective of one, if my if I have a daughter, I would love for her to grow up and step into a full-time professional, or at least have the opportunity to step into that. Um, but the other thing is, well, if you're working a career right now and you're looking for a pay rise and there's a job that you want to you know, get involved in, you wouldn't leave your existing job until you had that available to them, would you? It's kind of the same 
definitely. sort of thing right now where you've got yeah. one foot in one career, you've got the other foot in the other, but you don't want to leave one in case one falls over and then you're stuck. Yeah. And then, yeah, it yeah, kind of goes away. And I think, you know, you obviously want to keep all your employers happy and mm-hmm. um, it's pretty hard to do that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And like, money's tough at the moment. Yeah. So, Bella, we're going to let you go, but what what are the next steps? How do we prevent a strike and the AFL season getting underway, AFLW season getting underway this year? I think, obviously, that we know that the AFL Players Association are working, you know, inside out to get a deal done with the AFL and you just hope that, you know, every – every party comes on board and comes to some kind of an agreement. So we'll just see how the next month cracks. Girls are in AFLW preseason at the moment, so we'll keep cracking. Yeah, good stuff. Um, are you a fan of Labrador as well and the Quaffle like myself? Five dollar cans, Brody mate. Cat. Broad Beach. Brody Cat. All right, you can leave now. Although my pl- brother plays at Aspley, so I'm a bit of a Hornets fan too. Yeah, see, Labrador right. plays Aspley have this week. Our winning streak of yet. one. I reckon there's a flag coming. For Labrador, oh, it's a big yeah, call. Cool. Cool. <laughs> you heard hey, it here first. So, um, uh, Labrador's winning streak of one will be over this week as they take on Aspley. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, season 2023 Red Joes are open for NAB AFL Auskick and club football. Sign up at play.afl forward slash Auskick. Bella. Bella Freeman, player manager for AFLW players and other women in sports across other sports. You've got to get some cricketers, mate. Get some of that IPL money. Yeah, <laughs> That's I'll what you need to do. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us on Saturdays in the Southeast. Thanks, cool. Bill. Thank you so much. Rightio, break time. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Crew Jake and the crew at Edwards and Smith Buyers Agents. Visit edwardsandsmith.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast with Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Wealth Depot helps achieve your financial goals. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, when we talk about wealth, we're going to talk about property, which is just running hot all around the country, but particularly around the Southeast. Uh, Jake Edwards, of course, from Edwards and Smith Buyers Agents. Um, I mean, you're looking for stuff all the time for your clients, right? That's right. And, and even you guys, probably from time to time, even with all your networking, you know, probably find it hard to find some stuff because it just gets snapped up, right? Is that is that seven to 900000 still the hot market? It's still very much the strong point right now, Jace. You, it clashes between your first homeowners and then you've got your investor level and that as well. And your, your people that are downsizing. So people will sell their properties that are much bigger. So they're downsizing to coming to like a smaller home or a duplex and they sit around that kind of price. So you've got three competing different um, buyers all trying to buy the same stock. And the challenge at the moment is, is that there are plenty of buyers, speaking to my sale agent mates, um, they can't keep up with the inquiries. Incredible. But there's just no stock. Um, so people still are hesitant to list their property because the question of guys, well, if I sell, where am I? Where am I going to go? Yeah, that's right, because there's nowhere to go. There's a rental shortage. Yep. So when you got a, when you got high, you got high demand, and then you got low stock prices are still going to continue to hold. But then, as a seller, you're like, well, yeah, I can I can sell for potentially a, a good sale price, but then I've got to probably spend that. Yep. To get back into the same market. So right now, unless you're moving, right? Unless unless you say say southeast Queensland, right? So you might be selling. Go, you know, we're going for tree change, or we're going further north, or. You know, like, because there's, there's still bargains. I think we spoke to someone a couple of weeks ago, like Townsville and areas like that. Yeah. You can actually still get relatively well-priced property. But, yep. yeah, you're right. It's 
it's pretty hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really it's a, it's a shifting market week in week out. Like I was talking to an agent yesterday. We do some a lot of buying down the south end, so Palm Beach, Jugan areas like that, and. Where I can't afford. Literally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you sell a couple of your properties, you probably will be able to. Continue. But, you know, some agents are saying on a street, one property will list and sell for a certain price point. Three three houses down, similar property, will they'll list it and they can't get any offers on it. it it's a really tough it's a really tough market now to navigate. And I think we're seeing a, a slight flow-on effect from the interest rates. But then I, I feel that July, August... Once we get on the back end of end of financial year, people will be better positioned with their finances. So speaking to their brokers, what can we borrow? What we what can't we? Get your tax returns. There are a lot of benefits coming into July, August. You'll see a little bit more activity, I feel, with people people actually listing and selling. And leading also into the spring period, which is historically the the strongest part yeah, of right. the year to to list and sell. What I was talking to you off the air. And there's one development I know on the Gold Coast, which is established, and it's a three. It's three. There's three developments. The so stage one and two are done, uh, but I know in stage one, there, there's a massive discrepancy in what people are asking for as well. So you might have a range of seven hundred and twenty thousand for a three bedroom townhouse, mm. up to a million plus for a three bedroom townhouse in the same complex. Same, you know, same design, same, pretty much same size plot of land. How how can people do that? How can they ask for that? It's just vendor greed. That's that's all it is. And also what you might have is for sales agents right now, Jason, it's actually really difficult to get listings. So some of them, not all of them, but I can understand why they'll walk into a listing um, and say, "I, I think you can get this much. So the vendor will be like, okay, if you think we can get this much, then let's let's list it and let's see what happens. So and a lot of sales agents will potentially overpromise a sale price, yeah, just to get the listing, to get yep. the momentum, to get the marketing, and then and they kind of see what happens. But what about I, the other? Sorry, mate. What about the other end of the scale where where agents and I know it's not allowed to happen, but where agents actually have an opening price that is way too low. Mm. But that's frowned upon, right? Yeah, it is. It's frowned upon because what it does is it, it it annoys buyers and it's a real it leaves a real distaste in a lot of people. Does it happen house. a lot, mate? Yeah, it's, I think we found it happening a lot twelve months ago, just to drive interest. So think of it like this: where when a sales agent lists a property, they want to drive as much interest and as much eyes onto that property as possible, even though they might think so it might be it might be a, a, like an eight nine hundred thousand dollar property, but they might say offers over seven fifty. Yeah, and it's frustrating all the time. Like we see it, our clients see it, that's why they end up coming to us because they're like, I've been told it's this much, but it goes to auction or it ends up selling for one hundred fifty two hundred thousand dollars more than what I was told, or I type a certain price range on realestate.com and, you know, we go and look at the house and the next thing it sells for two, 300 more than what it's worth. So as a, as an agency, what you're trying to do is actually this is one of the tricks they'll, they'll do is that they'll drive a lot of interest to a property. Okay. It goes over what they originally thought. They can sit there and go, look, you know, we didn't expect that, but what are you after? You know, tell us what you need. So they almost end up becoming buyer's agents themselves. So yeah, they'll right. identify what their briefs are and then go and uh, go and find them a property. But by then, you've burnt the buyer a lot because they're just frustrated, they're annoyed, uh, and by then, you know, it's it's sometimes too late. But yeah, there, there are a lot of a lot of tricks and ga- uh, tricky games that they'll play 
Mm. Yeah, to drive a lot of interest to a property. What about off markets? How can, apart from using a buyer's agent like yourself, how, how do how does you know the normal everyday person find out about off markets? Yeah, off markets are, are obviously where the, a great benefit of having a buyer's agent representing you lays. So you, you're looking at a lot of homes every week, everything online. Generally, they you keep missing out. They run their offer. The best way I would best advice I would give is when you speak to a sales agent. Um, push them on their off markets, find out what it is that they've got that is coming to market or someone might be sitting there. Off markets are becoming more popular now as well. So a lot more of our deals of, of late are becoming off market. So people are not even advertising their house. No, not even advertising. They're yeah. basically saying to the real estate agent, if we get this, we'll sell. Correct. Yeah. Right. And so the reason being is that uh, people are open to selling for the right number. And I've always said that if you're after an off market, be willing to pay a premium price yep. to get that person out of that property. But also those people who want to sell but aren't yet ready because of campaign costs, marketing costs, auction costs, there's 10, 15 grand sometimes of savings there if they can get a deal done behind closed doors. So, and that at, right now where we are in this current climate with uh, the economic world, 15, 10, 15 grand goes a yeah, long absolutely. way when you're trying to move, move property. So off markets are becoming more popular, but just really press your sales agent uh, yep. on, I've seen everything that's online. Don't show me anything you've got online. Yep. What have you got that's coming to market or off market? Um, in the southeast, uh, which market is is the hottest? It's still Brisbane. Yeah, it's still pockets of Brisbane that are still the hottest. Like, again, that southeast kind of corridor uh, from Brizzy. But one of probably the biggest, hottest markets areas right now is Palm Beach. Um, there are buyers lining up. And when I see lining up, I speak to sales agents on a daily. They've got 10, 15 buyers sitting there saying, what have you got? We're looking for, we're happy to pay good price, but no one's, no one's selling. Everyone's just holding onto the, onto their properties. So yeah. Jeez, you couldn't sell anything in Palm Beach 15 years ago. No, I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. So well, we, I just did an off-market deal with a, a client of mine um, and it was a, oh, an incre- probably my favourite deal the last 12 months. It's a 700 square block in Palm Beach that we did an off-market deal with the seller. Yeah. Um, I won't say what we got it for, but if they were to list it two weeks later in this same market, they would have got $150,000 to $200,000 more. What? Yeah. And there's a lot of devel- development happening down there at the moment too. A lot of high-rises going in as well. Um Queensland takes out the number one state for Australian migration for the last 12 months. That's not going to help the rental market or the buyer's market. Yeah, it came out this morning. I think Queensland, uh, Perth and Adelaide were the top three, but there's not much. Adelaide? Yeah, I know, right? Adelaide. It's good for me and my business because we're set up in South Australia as well. People are going there to die, are they? What's, uh, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> From a property point of view, mate, it's a great investment, Actually, Adelaide's Adelaide. beautiful. It's, it's a really, a good really place. good place. Um, yeah, so Queensland, I always say to people like, you know, they bag Queensland. When I go, well, where do you holiday? Yeah. You know, and everyone always comes to the Sunshine State and it's going to continue to happen. You're right. It's going to put more pressure on rent. That's why I say to our potential clients and anyone looking at buying, are you waiting? What? Don't wait. If you get a number on a contract the next month or two, it's still going to consider to consider, continue Sorry, to, uh, to go up. Question without notice. I, I I noticed there's still some bargains around Brisbane CBD, which I find amazing given given with what's going on with the the Cross River Tunnel and uh, the Olympic Games coming in in ten years time or nine years time. 
Um, is Brisbane CBD um, a good area to invest? Um, from a you mean a unit? Yeah, a unit. Yeah, no, no, not a house. Yeah, Jesus. House, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if there are any houses in the CBD. Look, if your game plan is to buy and hold for 10, 15 years, then yeah. I mean, you're not going to lose out on that. You're leading closer into the Olympic period at the back end of that. However, mate, there's so much development and stock that's going to be coming to market over the next five to 10 years. Right. So would I recommend, do I, do I recommend our clients? To, no, I don't. Yeah, right. Uh, I always prioritize land, even if you're coming out 10, 15, 20 minutes further from the CBD, that's where you're going to get better value for your money. Rightio. Some good advice there from Jake. It's general uh, advice. So speak to your uh, accountant, lawyers, or your buyer's agent or real estate agent for for more advice that suits you. Recruit Jake and the crew at Edwards and Smith Buyer's Agent. Visit edwardsandsmith.com.au. He'll shout your coffee. Probably take you out for dinner. Uh, he's that generous. Do you do that? Do you, any perks? Uh, do you offer any perks for for your clients? Oh, always, Jason. A new car or something like no, that? No, we're not about a new car. Right, not about okay. a new car, mate. Maybe need to try uh, out. Definitely a coffee, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely a coffee. Rightio. Uh, and just quickly, before we go, uh, best ways to go about negotiating? Oh, look, there's, a, there's a, a few different ways, but the first one is just avoid and remove all your emotion. The minute you bring that into play, you're going to put your I cards say, on yeah. the table. Yeah. Uh, and again, another great reason why having someone represent you is is of best because my emotions removed completely when I'm negotiating on behalf of a client. The next one is, is what do you want to pay? What is it they want to pay? And then finding somewhere in the middle. I mean, it's 101 negotiation uh, advice, but be realistic around we can't just lowball and expect they're going to accept the offer. Let's be fair and reasonable. Uh, and the power of a ghost offer, I use this quite a, quite what a bit. What is this? I, 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 it's my kind of wording for... Um, when you put an offer on a property, if it's not on a contract, it's not legally binding until it's signed. So you get expression of interest forms, which is literally just a bit of paper with a signature on it. It doesn't hold any legality weight. So feel free just to throw a number on a bit of paper. Just put it on paper, chuck it in and say to the agent, what do you think? A lot of time the agent will say to you, um, you, you know, a buyer will ask an agent, you know, how much, is, how much they want, what's it worth? And they'll say, oh, you know, we don't really know. Yeah. Why don't you tell us and I'll let the market predict? Well, just test them on it. Chuck yeah, a number nice. on a paper. That, they can turn around and say, you're way off or, you know, you're not far. If you can come up a little bit more, then you got a deal. Rightio, great advice. At Wealth Depot, they focus on improving financial knowledge to help clients live their best life, break time when we come back. We're going to find out what One Wave is all about on Saturdays in the Southeast. Recruit Jake and the crew at Edwards and Smith Buyers Agents. Visit edwardsandsmith.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Certainly is. Jake Edwards, Jason Matthews, SENQ, 693 AM in Brizzy and 1620 on the Goldie. Uh, time to get into our, well, health segment right now. And mental health is a big part of that. Got you for life and the NRL. Donate today and Jake this is a space that you're an expert in and I'm learning a lot about which is great but how about this um I'm gonna get uh, Grant Treblecoe on on the line now this guy has set up a, a wonderful um thing for people to do in the surf uh once mm. a week um around Australia it happens at Greenmount uh every weekend he joins us now g'day Grant how are you 
G'day, guys. How are you? Good, thank you. How yeah, are you? Yeah, good, mate. Now, you, you started One Wave. Um, tell us how you came about starting One Wave and, and your own experience in New Zealand that led to this surf community. Yeah, I grew up surfing and playing footy, mate. That was always the thing that helped with my mental health. But I went through some struggles 11 years ago and uh, was diagnosed with bipolar and uh, toughest thing ever. But the thing that helped me was being in the ocean and, and my family and friends. You know, sometimes uh, being in the ocean, having a chat with your mates can change your life. So I really just want to share that with as many people as we could. So we started doing Fluoro Friday surfs just to bring colour to mental health and get more people in the ocean um, chatting about the mental health and riding waves. Hey, Grant, great That's initiative, good. mate. Congratulations. The fantastic message that you're putting out there. Now, you would obviously, you'd encourage anyone to get down uh, to, to get involved. You don't necessarily need to be struggling of, of any mental illness. Now, the reason I ask that question, because sitting across from me, Jason, middle-aged man, probably, well, what are you weighing around now, Jason? You're a big uh, fellow. Yeah, big, yeah, big yeah. Oh, I don't know, mate. I, I'm not sure whether which you Which side get, of the body are you talking about here? I'm not sure whether you're getting your top off, mate. It's going to encourage people well, to come down. Well, yeah, I've known to. <laughs> but what do you say? So go down, sit in the surf with your fluoro on. <laughs> that's right. And I can cover up my man boobs. Is that that's, what you're saying? That's yeah, exactly nice. what I'm saying. So maybe it might not, not be nice for green, everyone. Is it? <laughs> Mate, yeah, everyone, everyone's welcome and thanks for the support. So you don't have to be a surfer to come down, um, come down for a swim and get salty, come and have a walk on the beach. We dress in bright outfits, just it makes people happy, but also makes mental health more visible and helps start those conversations. So, yeah, surfers are welcome. Everyone comes down. Some come down to share stories, some just want to be there to support their mates, and that's what it's all about. Mate, I love this. Without going into too much detail, mate, what 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 sort of discussions have you had out on the board in the surf? Mate, the first time I paddled out in a fluoro suit by myself at Bondi um, ten years ago, um, you know, a lot of people laughed. A lot of people thought I'd just come from an all night of partying. But there was a guy <laughs> in the surf, and he he asked me why I was dressed up, and I never would have shared this before, mate. But I told him I had bipolar, and. Uh, he just stared at me, and then he just like gave me a big hug, and uh, then he started sharing his story of having depression. He'd never told anyone. I'm like, if this is what it takes to get, you know, us blokes and everyone talking about mental health, we're doing this every week. And luckily, I've been joined by the biggest legends, and we haven't missed a Sorry Friday now for for ten years. So people yeah, just awesome. feel a bit more comfortable opening up once you're dressed in these bright outfits and in the ocean. It's always a bit easier to chat about your mental health. Yeah, Nat and Jake, uh, who's my co-host, has has done a lot in this this field, and you know, just sitting there and listening, you know, without offering opinion or anything like that, so someone can unload and get it off their chest. That's probably the most important thing, right, Jake? Yeah, it is, and I think one of the great things you've created here, Grant, is that that safe environment where, especially as blokes, Jason, we don't necessarily want to sit across from each other at a cafe and talk about our feelings, but out in the surf where you're a bit isolated with maybe one-on-one, one of your mates, what better place to, to talk and feel safe? And, uh, mate, you've here, I'm, I'm reading here that Harry and Megan actually joined you guys for a session one time down at Bondi Beach. Is, is that right? Yeah, that was unreal. So they joined us for Florida Friday about four years ago now, and we, um, yeah, the first thing when Harry was walking down, he's like, I think I'm a bit underdressed, so we put some whole iron lays on them, and uh, they <laughs> sat great. in the anti-band vibe circle with us and, and shared stories around mental health. And yeah, they're super passionate about mental health, and it just shows that it doesn't discriminate, you know, whether you're a mm-hmm. or a footy player or a surfer, we all go through our struggles, and, um, yeah, just getting out of here, and if you just talk to one mate, and like you said, I think side by side's a lot easier, whether it's chucking a footy round or in the car or... Going for a walk, you know, it's always easier to talk side by side and um, 
yeah, just I'd say to anyone struggling, if you just tell at least one mate, you know, like you'll be surprised. They're probably feeling the same. You can help each other through it. Grant, have you had any other big names join you? Being down in Bondi, what about uh, one of the Hemsworth? I know he's a big avid surfer. Has he jumped on the board and, and joined you guys yet? Mate, we haven't had Hemsworth down there. Oki's been a massive, uh, massive supporter. He's been down at Flora Fridays at Burley. Um, he donated uh, his board from his, his heritage heat when it bows against Karen. Both Karen and Oki donated their boards. And, yeah, Oki's board um, went for $23,000, wow. which um, funded 23 school programs for us. So Oki's been a massive supporter of the legend. Well, mate, just concentrating now on the southeast, um, you've got CJ, uh, who's a great ambassador, and started uh, Saturday's fluoro sessions at Greenmount, which is awesome. Mate, plans to have any more in the southeast, like further up the Gold Coast and and possibly the Sunshine Coast? Yes, yeah, so CJ's a legend who started um, fluoro fries at Greenmount, so she's down there every Saturday morning at six a.m. So everyone's welcome to go and join CJ for a surf and a chat. Um, we would love to, and if there's anyone out there who wants to start a Fluoro Friday uh, at another beach um, on the sunny coast or anywhere in Australia, it would be stoked. You can just um, send me a message on the One Ways or we'll take Instagram and we can jump on a call and, and chat about how to get it started. Right, that's on the One Wave uh, Instagram. Now, before we go, uh, you're also going into schools, mate, with the Free the Funk program. Yeah, we do Free the Funk. Um, we're just on a Free the Funk school tour at the moment. What's so that mean? Sorry, I'm, I'm an old bugger what does free the funk mean yeah it's a good question mate so if you're in a funk it might be that you're going through a bit of anxiety um you're feeling a bit stressed feeling sad or lonely so like how do you free that funk because often we try and fight it so whether it's going for a surf or chanting mates so really it's about getting it out of your head and you know getting helping getting the stoke back so we just go to schools primary schools high schools and they're dressed in bright outfits to bring more colour to mental health. And then we share some tips and tools that can help with their mental health, like lend them not, it's okay not to be okay, and it's cool to be kind. And, um, yeah, we just try and help them talk about mental health, but give them some um, tools that can help them going forward because it's pretty it's tough times right now, you know, so it's mm. just letting them know that it's okay not to be okay. Hey, Grant, um, what type of support, mate, are you looking for uh, from the community? Um, would you be looking for commercial support to help fund these school programs? Mate, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, it costs $1,000 to fund a program for like 200 groms. So every $5 donated to One Wave gets, gives one kid the chance to talk about mental health and help us give them tools that can take care of their mental health. So, yeah, anyone who wants to support, uh, whether it's donating a floor of coffee, five bucks gets the kids through the program. Um, or the biggest support, too, is just getting down, down there to Flora Fridays or starting one at your local beach. Or it doesn't even have to be a beach. You can start a Flora Friday at your local gym or a local run. So, yeah, whatever whatever you're keen to do to help raise awareness of mental health would be unreal. Mate, uh, you're a legend. You know that? For starting this up, it's no doubt helped yourself and it's helping many people around Australia, in fact, around the world. 200 beaches across more than 50 countries are involved in one wave now. Um, and if you want to get in and help, yeah, five bucks helps one grom. That's 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 easy, I'm sure. And and Queenslanders are such a generous bunch of people. Check out One Wave on Instagram if you want to help out uh, with that Free the Funk uh, program. Uh, Grant's Treble Co. Mate, it's been an absolute honour to speak to you this morning on Saturdays in the South East. Go well, mate. Thanks, Grant. Great to chat. Thanks for the support, guys.
Great initiative uh, there from Grant. And another great initiative, of course, is Gotcha for Life by Virtual One Pass and build mental fitness in grassroots rugby league clubs at onepass.gotchaforlife.org. Mate, we're done. We are done for another Saturday. Can you believe it? I can believe it, but I think you're away Mate, I'm, I'm going to the airport now. Hey? I'm away for the next two weeks. Off to Bali. I know. Tough life. Hey, by the way, looking forward to a lot of sport. Of course, the Ashes continues. US Open Golf tomorrow. Massive fights at the Gold Coast Convention Centre. Tim Zoo in action. What are you doing? Uh, we've got the weekend off footy, so it's going to relax. I might, uh, Miss Ho and I might just jump in the car and go up, look at some waterfalls. You know, something a bit more romantic, Jace, this weekend. Take the time because it never really happens during the footy season. You know, you can just put waterfalls on the TV <laughs> and do it that way. Anyway, uh, uh, each their own. Enjoy it, mate. Um, and don't forget, head to iCanWin.com.au for your chance to win tickets for you and three mates to State of Origin 2. Thanks to AutoMasters. Great service guarantee. We're going to go. Catch you later.